Peace and thank you, family, for tuning into Creative Habits Podcast. I'm your host, Philip Anthony. And I'm your co-host, Indigo. We're based in Washington, D.C. with leading discussions on topics surrounding pop culture, business, lifestyle, and art with an occasional guest appearance within the creative and entrepreneurial industry. What's up, beautiful people? This is Creative Habits Podcast. How you doing today, my love? I'm well. How are you? I can't complain. What's on the topic for today? Do you agree or disagree with this statement? Artist time is extremely undervalued. I definitely agree. In my mind, I imagine that some people who request services from an artist do not know the time or effort that it takes for an artist to prepare, create, and produce a commissioned piece. As a result, what often happens to artists, whether one is a fine artist, graphic designer, illustrator, photographer, or author, what have you, often than not, creatives get seller's guilt, underprice their work, and therefore undervalue themselves. Some people question the price of artwork when requesting quotes from artists, but would these people question the amount of money their accountant charges when doing their taxes? Probably not. There are the type of people who don't value the time and effort you invest into art commissions and are perhaps not your ideal client if you're an artist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So personal experience, photographer Phil, um, how do you feel about the statement and the information that I shared? I, I definitely agree. <laughs> it's a lot of people out here who you know reach out to me for portrait services, but um, what, all right, for example, I somebody reached out for me for a portrait service mm-hmm. and I said the amount is X amount and they were like oh I can't really afford that can I uh, can you bring it down a bit so I said okay I'll bring it down such and such um, that was like the last I heard from them for a while so they came back and was like um, how much do you charge for such and such such and such in my head I'm like if I say the real amount I want I'm not going to get this client and I'm not going to get any money at all. So let me undercut or undervalue what I really do and, you know, say this. And of course, they they agreed to it. Right. And um, I remember saying this to you a while ago, just for the both of us that, you know, in the future or the near future, when we have the opportunity to fully and solely focus on our artwork, you know, and we establish the business so that we are solely artists, that we don't make decisions out of urgency, you Mm -hmm. know? And one of the urgent matters that we usually have is money, Mm -hmm. right? We have a son we have to take care of, rent is not cheap, and oftentimes you do have to make some sacrifices that are unfortunately devaluing us as artists, Mm -hmm. which is trying to just get whatever job we can because someone is, you know, willing to pay this little bit of money that may help with gas or that's it. It's all electricity. Gas. Quick question: Do you think people see us as artists or hobbyists? Um, regardless. No, okay. To answer your question, I think people see us as artists, but I think those who are not creatively inclined view what an artist does on a day-to-day basis differently from what a doctor does on a day-to-day basis, where it's not clear-cut and you don't see the number of hours that an artist dedicates to 
figuring out the creative process before you even get to your client, right? right? Figuring out what materials or what, um, you know, things that you need if you're a photographer or a designer in order to accomplish that. Cameras aren't cheap. Right. Accomplish that concept that the artist wants. Not only are you investing equipment, you know, that you spent thousands of dollars on, but when you actually are trying to recreate the vision of somebody else's concept that mm. did not come from you. Most, most, most times, that's why a lot of artists don't really choose to do commissions, but have ready-made art for people to purchase yeah. um, from the visual artist's perspective because people can say, well, I don't like this and want 100,000 different revisions, not realizing that that is time and money. You know? What bothers me is that people will reach out to you, already looked at your work, know the type of, of, of content that you make, your and obviously, obviously like the work mm. enough to reach out to you and say, hey, can you do such and such for me? Right. If you like the work, that that if you like the work, why not pay for the 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 pay pay the price that the artist is is, is stating? Like, right. I don't get it. What I'm um, oh, often frustrated with when people reach out to you about your photography and you know try to bring the price down. No, the price is a price. Mm-hmm. How about you ask me if you can um, you know work out a payment plan? Right. Because that is even more like understanding than just saying bring your price down. No, my price is my price. It's disrespectful. You're not gonna go to you know a shoe store and say can you bring the price down? The price is a price. Right. You're not gonna go to the doctors and say can I. Get half off on my a, copay. A, a, a kidney transplant. Like, right. come on now. So, um, yeah. Anyway, I wanted to share this quote because it really resonated with just trying to, for an artist to explain or share an experience of what an artist goes through to to some people that may not value themselves as they deserve to be valued, but also for those who are not artistically inclined and don't understand why artists are so, you know, quote unquote expensive or overly priced for their services. This is a quote by Rebecca Joy Plett. When you buy from an independent artist, you are buying more than just a painting or a novel or a song or a photograph. You are buying hundreds of hours of experimentation and thousands of failures. You are buying days, weeks, months, years of frustration and moments of pure joy. You are buying nights of worry about paying the rent, having enough money to eat, having enough money to feed the children, the birds, the dog. You aren't just buying a thing. You are buying a piece of heart, part of a soul, a private moment in someone's life. Most importantly, you are buying that artist more time to do something they're truly passionate about, something that makes all of the above worth the fear and the doubt, something that puts the life into the living. I like that. Mm. Advice for artists. Money is a difficult subject. The stereotype of starving artists has prevailed throughout history with the depiction of artists sacrificing material wealth to follow their life's passion and focus on their artwork, unraveling, unraveling, excuse me, undervaluing undervaluing yourself and pricing your art too low will result in your working harder to attract more clients who who don't value you. 
and working longer hours to make ends meet. This isn't very time. This isn't very time effective and can be quite stressful. Most definitely. Art is a real job. But you, as a client or a consumer, probably find it difficult to even entertain the notion that it is a real job. Mm. Well, why? Because if you have ever bought artwork online or otherwise, you will have never paid for a piece as if it was the product of a real job or service. When worth and value in our society is tied so closely to money, how can you think art is a real job when what you pay does not even come close to approaching what you would pay others for a quote-unquote real job? A real skill, service, product, all of which art is, right? When you are even afforded a choice to continue to believe that art is not a real job. There might be one artist charging appropriately for their work, but hundreds of other artists that are not doing that. I doubt one is a sea of many is enough to convince you of that worth of art. I feel artists charging so lowly for their work breeds an attitude of entitlement in clients. This manifests in the messages artists receive begging them to lower their prices, telling them their art isn't worth X or Y, showing shock at the extravagant amounts that artists ask for their work. It does not help that art is often marketed as cheap, therefore worth buying, versus the fact that it is worth buying because it is beautiful, custom made, one of a kind, everything else that art is and art can be. Mm. It is absolutely demeaning and almost humiliating to be at the whims of clients who ask for a thousand changes to their commission, who is so picky, fussy, disrespectful, and who is trying to utmost get their money's worth when they have paid you ten, <laughs> $10. $10 for work that is already going to take you a good three to four hours. Facts. And when and then you have to spend more time on top of that dealing with their difficulties. The worst part is that most artists expect this. That is that this is the kind of client you must cater to when you're working for $2 an hour if you're lucky. I know artists are terrified of raising prices because they fear that they will lose clients. But are the literal uh, scrooges of people the kind of clients base client base you want to build? Hmm. Let's talk. Let's talk about this because you and I have had conversations about the pricing situation, right? Yeah. You and I have had conversations about how we need to take ourselves seriously and not really just take anything. Right. So what are your thoughts on all of this? And can you relate? I definitely can relate. I've been a photographer for ever since I graduated college in 2012. It's 2022 now. So that's 10 years, right? Um. I've had a lot of good jobs. I had a lot of jobs where I had to maneuver because I needed the cash. Um, I had a lot of revisions that were unpaid. Um, 
I had a lot of good clients. I had a lot of not so good clients. But my problem is when life gets rough and I need some quick cash and even though I'm good at something, it's just like an easy way out for me. You know, I figure instead of quality, why not do more quantity? Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is more work for me in a sense. But, yeah, man. And I notice a few things that depending on the client, depending on the culture and the background, this is when the money changes. Like, if, <laughs> if you're dealing with, I don't want to say black people, because not all black people are like that. For example, I used to do a lot of things for churches back in the day. And they always expected um, the godly discount, the brother discount. Um, this is a house of the Lord, so we can't afford such and such and such and such. You know, but expect you to um, be a videographer, be a photographer, an audio engineer. Like they want you to do five or six jobs in one, but don't want to pay you for those five or six jobs. So now before I say this, I'm not coming from a judgmental perspective because I've also had the same challenges, but it's just a genuine question. Do you believe that from the jump, you said you've been doing photography for 12 years? About 10 years. About 10 years. So from the start of your career as a photographer, had you not felt like I'm not experienced enough, I don't have enough hours, I don't have an extensive portfolio, if you came out from the jump so confident and so clear and so sure about your set prices and how you would navigate, do you feel like your circumstances will be different now as a photographer? Maybe. Maybe. You know, um... My situation is, it's like I'm I'm consistent, but I'm not as consistent as I want to be, which is why I often price myself low too. So how can you get to a point where you want to be as consistent? Just make it a full time job. Like all I do is photography twenty four seven, not work a full time and then I do photography on the weekends or do when it when somebody contacts me. You know what I mean? Like having the right equipment to go out and do a wedding or a real estate or, you know, all this other different things and not trying to like maneuver and rent different equipment and, you know, just being more consistent. You know what I mean? Instead of that's another thing with being an artist and, and, and not exactly having the finances because you have to alter who you are find a job that you're not that interested in in order to pay the bill so you can have that free freedom of expression whenever you have time. Mm -hmm. I agree with you, and, and in some ways I disagree because I think like right now is a pertinent time when you're, you know, looking for something, but mm -hmm. just maybe going out and doing those shots to build your portfolio mm. so that if you just make the decision, all right, today is the day that I'm just going to do this full time, mm. you know, and just slowly make a way for yourself. And I'm also talking to you, but I'm also talking to me where I feel like I've gotten to the point where I don't want to be a non-risk taker. Mm -hmm. I think that 
I will be more fulfilled if I was a full-time artist. You know, I will be more satisfied rooting for my own work and making sure that my price is my price, you know, making sure that I have all my ducks in the row. Okay, so I'm a full-time artist, then I have an LLC behind me. Then I have adequate representation, you know, at a gallery, and that's networking, establishing relationships, showing my face more, showing my work more, putting my work in shows, but really advocating for myself and valuing myself. Because I think what a lot of artists do, like us, who are coming from backgrounds where it's like, all right, you're going to study art, but what's, what else? You know, mm-hmm. you have this sense of intimidation where you feel like you're, what you want to do for your career is, you know, you're, you're setting it aside like it's a hobby when in actuality it is your life. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I like yeah. That a lot of it is, is confidence too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we often get caught up in social media. Yeah. You know, and we see other people doing these amazing things and not seeing the work they put behind it. We're just seeing the result. So Mm. that puts us in a a mental space like, damn, I'm not as good as that person. Or damn, I can't achieve A, B, and C because I'm not right there yet. You know what I mean? But it's a lot of it is confidence, self-doubt, you know, pushing yourself out there. And it seems like when you lack that confidence when you have that self-doubt mm-hmm. that's when these people come to you and expect you not expect to not pay you what you're worth Absolutely. what your art is worth Absolutely. you know what i mean see once you have that confidence once you have that 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 vigor that 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 the i not the idea but the 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 sense that i am X, Y, and Z. I am this person. Yeah. That's when you manifest those those higher numbers, those higher, you know, those higher margins that you're looking for. Yeah. I think um, confidence brings in representation. And um, what is the word that I'm looking for? That's another R word. Recognition. Mm-hmm. Um, and with recognition you also can just have whatever your price is, which is your price. You, right. you become a valued artist when you value yourself. The same way we hear that quote, you know, um, nobody's going to love you unless you love yourself type right. of thing. Or right. um, you have to find happiness within yourself and not seek it within others. It's the same with our, how we treat ourselves as artists. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what differentiates us between our peers or what we tend to see is that we're not, rooting for ourselves and we're looking for someone to hand us something not that not necessarily what I mean but I'm just saying like it's easier to think that someone's going to give you something rather than you just taking it Mm -hmm. for yourself and we have to watch out for like family friends you know we love them we respect them Mm. we we appreciate that they're in our corner but they have to understand too that even though we're family, we still have our price. If you love me, you should love me enough to understand that, mm. yes, it is hard for us artists out here. It is hard for a, a small business But don't artist. devalue me or don't my talent devalue my you, you should want to pay that full price if right. you love us that much. You should want to, you know, 
um, see us succeed and prosper instead of having like this vulture instinct. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's just ridiculous how even family and, and, and family friends and, and friends in general just, you know, just peck at you. Yeah, and, and it's quite funny because it takes me back to that quote, I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit. It's really true mm-hmm. um, because um, I don't think I've ever told you this, but, um, you know, I started off as a photographer. But one of the reasons why it put me off of being a photographer is that any time that there was a family function or event, where's your camera? Or if I brought my camera, take this picture. Did you take that picture? Are you going to take, you know, like conducting how I'm going to take the shot when I already know what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. And it set me back because I'm just like, number one, I don't want to do event photography. Hey. <laughs> you know? Hey. Um, I, wa- I wanted to do documenting photography, but I'm not about to go to an event and people are telling me what I'm going to take a photo of when I already know what I'm going to take a photo of. Mm-hmm. But secondly, like I feel like, aside from people trying to control how you see your art or how you're going to produce what you're making, Another thing that um, just intimidated me as far as being an artist was having to chase people, you know, chase people for the money that they owe you. I find that a lot of us have to do that as artists, even if we send an invoice or we produce a, a certain amount of work. That's why a deposit, that's why a lot of artists or a lot of creatives that's request why I started a deposit. Taking deposits. Because we know that sometimes people don't take our work seriously, and then you end up wasting your time and your effort of providing those services to someone. I can't tell you how many commissions that I've done, and I've decided, like, if I, and when I pursue artwork full time, I'm not taking commissions unless, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's for like a company or someone that I know that is serious and not just like a personal private individual. Because what ends up happening is that um, you're chasing people for payment. You're chasing people for time, you know. you, you they, they ask I- you to do something and then you give them a deadline, but they don't provide the things that you need to start that project. I can't tell you the amount of times people have contacted me for a shoot and then canceling on the last minute of the shoot. When you're already there, right? So, (laughs) deposits, deposits, deposits are important. I don't care if it's, well, it really should be half of what you're going, what your your going rate is. Mm -hmm. It should be half. So, that leaves the incentive for them to actually be there on time on the same day, if not contact you at least 24 hours in advance. And it's also important to have contracts Mm -hmm. explaining the details on both parties. You know, if I do this, you have to do that, like everything. And that's another thing as artists, it took a long time for me to put that business hat on, you know, because mm-hmm. not only are you artists, you are also a small business. Right. You know and what I mean? sometimes as artists, we can't switch that small business part of us on. Right. <laughs> because at the end of the day, it's about the work. But it's about if the we're work. doing both, then it makes sense to treat yourself as an entrepreneur because right. that's what you are. Right. Because it's all the business at the end of the day, mm-hmm. you know, and just just communicating with clients you know, is this is how this is how many revisions I'm going to have. You can only have three revisions. If you don't like it, then um, I'm sorry. You just get what you get. 
Right. You know what I mean? Like, they reach out and contact you because, obviously, they like your work or word of mouth or whatever. And as artists, as business people, more than likely, we do our best to provide good work because that's our reputation. Mm -hmm. You know, that's how we get more clientele. Right. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. It's it's just a a 50-50 thing. Yeah. I I just, I see and envision what I want for myself, right? And previously, I've been moving like, you know, I'm a pay less artist. There's Mm -hmm. nothing wrong with pay less, but that's not the type of art that I make, you know? So if I'm devaluing myself as an artist and I know what I can produce and the amount of work that I make, and not to say that, you know, an artist that is charging lower is less than me, but that's what they want their market to be in their clientele. And it shows in the work too. Though. <laughs> if you do, if you devalue your work, you're not going to put as much detail mm. in a fifty dollar painting instead of like a, a five thousand dollar painting. You know what I mean? Right. Or five thousand dollar commission. Like you're not going to put that same amount of work ethic in that. And it's quite interesting you say that, yeah. Sorry to cut you off. It's quite interesting you say that um, differentiation because when I think about when people reach out to me, if I'm not doing a personal project and someone is reaching out to me and their budget, they say is $50, I will give you a $50 piece, you know, as opposed to something that I would spend eight hours for. And people have gotten mad, like, you know, oh, this doesn't look like this or this is like a cartoon. Yeah, because you gave me $200 and generally... What I charge for something else is triple the price. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and we charge by the hours, just like a regular job. You get yeah. such amount of money for the amount of hours 10, 15, 20, you know, $75 an hour. You know, if you're just paying me $50, I'm going to give you two hours worth of work, $25 an hour. Right. You know and what I mean? think that um, what's not really taken into account is that you're going to have that original piece for a lifetime, mm-hmm. right? So it's something that it ends up technically becoming an investment. Right. Art is an investment, but also art is something that is original. So, right. you know, most established artists will have an addition of something. You can't have more than the amount of additions that they put out on top of the original piece. That, and coming from, like, a recent experience, mm-hmm. uh, somebody reached out to me, a friend of the family, or I don't even know what what the relationship situation is, mm-hmm. a friend of a friend, and they wanted me to take pictures for their musician, their, their artist, mm-hmm. or whatever, and I know for a fact that this will be used on flyers, this will be used on... Um, internet promotion, all types of promotional things, but, and mind you, I gave them, like, a major discount for that type of, you know, shoot or whatever, and they still wanted to lowball me, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean, I've been in this game for 39 years, and I never, that don't matter to me, you reached out to me because you wanted my work, the price is the price, Right. you know, if that's not good enough for you, find somebody else. And it's tough, though, because if you think about it, most of us artists are very, like, open-minded and, you know, negotiable. But if someone's coming off the jump like that, it's very difficult. Negative. Like, yes. yeah, you led, you led off negative. <laughs> like, I would have, you know, well, no, I wouldn't have. But still, if you, res- if I respect you, I, 
expect respect back, but that's mm-hmm. not always reciprocated. You know what right. I mean? Like, I don't know. People are t- people are weird. People are mad weird. Right. So I, I, I know we've talked a lot about the negative, but I've had a lot of positives as far as like commission goes or people really mm-hmm. respecting my work. Um, you know, one of them is like, you know, your, your cousin, right? Mm-hmm. So um, most of the time, even though it's friends and family, they're willing to pay me you know, a service that it's worth. But oftentimes, because I know, you know, they're friends and family, the price is going to be the price, but at least I'll give like, what, 10% off or an exchange, Mm -hmm. knowing just because you're willing to support my business that, that, you know, that honestly and so genuinely and how it's supposed to be, then I'm willing to give that. But off the jump, if you're just saying, you know. Some people just understand and some people just don't give a (laughs) shit. Just to be honest, some people love supporting and some people don't. Some people just want to get over on people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's that's just the the that's just the fact of the matter. I, I had a lot of good shoots where I was paid very well, you right. know. And that led to more shoots where I was paid extremely well. Right. But it depends on the person and it depends on the background. And I learned a long time ago, most Friends and family don't really have your best your best interests in my, in their minds. Because I mean? maybe that friends and family don't see you as an entrepreneur, but it's a hobby. Mm-hmm. So therefore, it's not putting food on the table, but it's something that you just do on the side. That's how people look at it. I feel like like that same time that I used spent with you, I could have found somebody else who would have paid me more worth. But yeah, yeah that was a, a great conversation. <laughs> Yeah, tell us what you think. Please share, like, and comment as you wish. All right, the quote of the day is, the price is the price. Period. Period. (laughs) All right, family, have a good one. Peace. Peace.